2: Monday, and it's the 27th. This is the day, of course, that uh, we're back from uh, the holidays. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, safe Thanksgiving. Didn't get involved with the rest for drunk driving or having accidents or uh, uh, over intense con- uh, conversations over the uh, carving of the turkey. Nobody got carved up of the geopolitical discussions. And to join us, our tag team, we have the amazing Josh Bernstein here. His show is over on Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com forward slash Josh Bernstein. And Josh, we have lots of topics to cover. We have the uh, avalanche of sexual impropriety. Uh, I've got some interesting insights. I've heard that there's a, one of the so-called deep state agencies has gone rogue and decide to help strip off the mask of both Democrats and Republicans that are involved with pedophilia and, uh, and all kinds of abuses and actually having the public purse pay for it. Um, the double standard is most stark. Uh, tell us what your analysis is of this issue. And then we have North Korea. We've got the tax thing going on this Thursday. Said it's supposed to have something ready for Trump. Uh,
1: lots of things happening, isn't there? There is, yeah. I I think um, to start off with, I mean, when the Roy Moore allegations broke, uh, that's all you heard for probably eight, nine, ten days. It was a constant smashing of Roy Moore, his character, uh, making him be worse than Bill Clinton, making him be worse than the devil. And then, all of a sudden, Al Franken comes up. And then after Al Franken, it's John Conyers comes up. And the media is basically silent. Yeah, they covered it a little bit only because they had to cover it. But believe me, they went right back to Roy Moore the second that they could do it. And the double standard is just so sickening when you really pay attention to it. John Conyers should be thrown out of Congress, not just taken off of his cushy position uh, on the subcommittee. And, you know, then you have uh, Nancy Pelosi, Bella Pelosi, as I like to call her, Saying that he's now taking responsibility, and he's an icon, and you know, and he's suffered enough. What about the people that he that he assaulted? What about the, that suffering? Uh, it's just amazing the double standard. Look, they're calling for Roy Moore to never be seated if he wins the seat. Yet John Conyers, who's been there since I don't know the the uh, the dinosaur ages, uh, he doesn't 19, have to step
2: 19, down. 1960s, the oldest uh, sitting Congressperson probably in history.
1: Yeah, more than likely he is. And the architect, believe it or not, of, uh, of Obamacare, because he was the architect of it in the 60s. And then he put it away in his desk, and it collected dust, almost like Jumanji. And then all of a sudden, he blew the dust off it, and the thing came to life. Uh, and so that's uh, where a lot of Obamacare came from. But that's a story for another day. Bottom line is, this guy should not be in Congress. Uh, the same thing with Al Franken. I mean, if we're if we're going to keep to the same standards for Roy Moore, then why aren't we keeping to the same standards as Al Franken and John Conyers? That's my question.
2: Well, I I think I, I have a pretty good idea why. I've had, here's a couple of factoids. I've been spending a tremendous number of hours listening to reports from his former media director that was uh, doing a, a press conference about four days ago. Uh, the graphical analysis of the so-called yearbook, all the other details, and every one of the so-called accusations is falling apart. Even Alred wouldn't submit the uh, the book, this yearbook, right. to to graphical yeah, I mean, analysis. Even, even if said she was lying. Right, so when you take it all en mass, we take a Corfman and, the, and all the anomalies about you know where the pickup was, which is on the other side of a major thoroughfare a mile away from the home, and uh, the the restaurant was not even opened at that time there wasn't a restaurant there, and she was actually being adopted by a, a custody was given to her father who lived in an adjacent state, really you know uh no phone in her bedroom, I mean it goes on and on and on it's like. It's like watching, you know, trains, tra- planes, trains, and automobiles. You ever seen that movie? I watch it every Thanksgiving. And it's like, oh, no, no. it's like one horrible, stupid lie on top of another. And this lie sandwich that they've made is so disgusting and it's flying apart. And I think, to be honest with you, people like Clary Allred should lose her illegal license. And I think this one Lawson should go to jail for her fraud. You see, this kind of character assassination should be prosecuted. And Dredge Roy Moore is not poor, by the way. He can, even if he doesn't seat, he's going to start suing people, and there's going to be some some consequences because you destroy a, a man's reputation. And the same thing, by the way, goes with doctors. Doctors can have their reputation destroyed by idiot patients and attorneys who just want to get a slab of flesh. You know, they, it's it's really disgusting, and and there's no evidence to support the uh, things against Roy Moore, yet they vilify him in the media. And then when these other monsters like Bill Clinton, who has a serial rapist, and who's been further harassed, we've had on the show over the years, many of the women who harassed one of them actually had to leave to go to China because of harassment by Hillary Clinton. I mean, people don't understand, it's not just a double standard, it's the Republicans that are rhinos, and the Democrats that I call the uniparty. They're not Democrats, Republicans. They're the establishment. And they could get a rat's behind what happens to the country. They just want to be piggies at the trough, even if they're in the opposition.
1: Absolutely true. And I've been saying that now for months. And, uh, you know... Uh, Hopefully people are starting to catch on to the fact that the Republicans don't care about leading Congress. They don't care about being in the majority. They could care less about being back in the minority. They're still going to have their cushy jobs. They're still going to have their their power, their control, their lobbyist money, their perks, their pensions, their everything. And why not get all those things without having the responsibility of governing? Sounds good to me. That's how they're thinking. There's no question about it. And as yeah. I said, they hate President Trump so much, and they despise him at such a disdained level that they would rather be back in the minority without the, without the consequences of having to govern the country than to see President Trump succeed. Right.
2: It's amazing, isn't it?
1: It is amazing. And I guarantee uh, you there's a lot of conservatives out there that are maybe listening to the show right now said saying to themselves gosh you know I never really thought about it like that but well,
2: that know, is sir, true that and you say it all the time on your show uh, I'm putting together a montage I have a number of articles and uh, videos that I posted up over at clayandiron.com and I think I'm going to do a video after the show discussing these <clears throat> putting it all together because the it, medical legally I'm a forensic investigator okay I'm a medical doctor forensic medical doctor and I can tell you legally looking at this evidence against Roy Moore it's total BS total bs and so all the media can do including fox news which is disgusting because they continue to slam 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 him as well or ignore him or just kind of say you know and they keep repeating things like like people like ivanka trump she needs to shut her mouth up she's not a judge and jury and if the fact is the evidence against conures is closed book when you actually pay people money to shut up and go away it's a it's game over but there's no evidence at all in legal records, forensic records in a medical hospital or anything that Roy Moore ever did anything wrong. And people have known him. He's even, uh, taken care of girls' uh, club, uh, sports teams for 20-some years. And there's never been an evidence he ever misappropriately or inappropriately treated any young teenage girls. None. Zero. Nada. This is completely over-the-wall craziness. And the reason, and here's the point why, they, why they're so crazy, including the Republicans, even Trump. Trump won't come out and campaign for him, although he endorsed, he's endorsing against the other candidate, which I think is crazy policy, because the accusations against Trump, to me, are more substantive in the sense that he actually has an audio tape, they call it locker room talk. And there's a lot of other evidence that, that some of the things that Trump has done uh, we're, we're corroborated by other people. So as far as I'm concerned, Trump has nothing to do. you know, He doesn't have any defense. And he's afraid of being hauled into this thing and re uh, it up on his own petard. That's what the problem is, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think that, that is a big issue here at stake. And I think that, you know, President Trump, um, although he has uh, endorsed him, he's not campaigning with him. But I think that the White House understands, and it's a great position to take. That right. look, you know, these are allegations; they haven't been proven. The, the voters are going to decide, and ultimately, we don't need any more Democrats because another Democrat is going to kill my ability to get and make America great again. So I kind of like Kelly and Conway's uh, take on this, and I like the president's take on. it. Yeah, I think it's
2: his only way of doing it because the optics are so bad. No matter what he does, even if he shows up with more, it'll amplify the negative side. It may actually make more lose the election. Now that he's campaigns say, "Well, I support more," but more importantly, I'm against the other candidate. I think that's the only thing he can do under the circumstances. So, here's my summary. Uh, I'm going to give you some predictions for 20 uh, for the election, for the taxes, and so on. I want to hear your counterpoint because if we were at a t- poker table, the pessimists, I.E.U., <laughs> usually clear the table. But I'm going to be pessimistic, be optimistic. Firstly... I think Trump should have not backed Luther Strange. He should have backed Trump, uh, uh, Roy Moore before all this stuff came out. Then he would look a lot more reasonable to continue to support him. So, in other words, he supported him two months ago before Luther Strange was put in his back pocket by McConnell. What? It would have been exactly. a good move. Now, at this it's late the stage. the problem that he listened to McConnell instead right. of himself. Now, the rate at this age stage, the optics would be very bad. And, in fact, I think would blow back. I have a feeling the negativity of Trump campaigning for Roy at this point in time would probably be negative for Roy rather than positive. I think the people, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, here's my logic on that. I'll tell you why. Because the people who are on the fence, and there's not many of them, uh, would, which are repelled by Trump, even if they like Roy because he's a local hero in Alabama, you know, Judge Roy Moore, especially if you're a Christian, Judeo-Christian, right, Uh, is that I think that if he had, if he said, I'm going to campaign for him now, it might, I'm not saying certain, it might actually have a negative effect. Now, his policy right now, though, of just continuously bashing Jones, I don't think it's a totally good policy. I think he should say, look, uh, he should continue to state, I don't believe that these claims now, there's more information coming out, are valid. I mean, and he could actually go through a list, those so three or four things like the, the yearbook, the courtroom story about the phone. He could mention named three or four facts. These factoids, when they come out in court, and, and by the way, they will eventually, because Roy Moore being a judge and having lots of money, he's a millionaire, he is going to sue these characters. So they're not going to just get off uh, Scott free. neither is Allred. Right. Uh, on the other hand, I think what's going to happen is it's, I, I'm going to put bets and listen to all the reports and all the forensics. And the people of Alabama are smart people. They're also very conservative, and they don't want to have, you know, 93% of abortionists wouldn't do late-term abortions, but this guy, Doug Jones, would. He's lockstep with Hillary Clinton. He's against the border control. He's against the tax reform. Literally every policy that Trump wants, this guy right. is diametrically opposite. Exactly. So, So what we have is a person who's not just a moderate Democrat you can kind of get along with and you can work on a deal on taxes and so on. This is a guy who's going to obstruct, obstruct, obstruct. So we're so narrowly close to failing on the tax thing. And if Trump doesn't get the taxes through because Roy Moore doesn't get seated or gets removed, which I don't think is very likely, but I think next year they're going to try another attempt to try to, to remove Trump, but it's going to fail. and It's going to blow back in their face like it always has. Everybody who campaigns against him, like Flake and, McCor- and McCorker, cetera. everybody that tries to take Trump down, it's like, it's like he's a, the Teflon man. It bounces back in their face and blows them up, and they burn up. And my guess is his policy right now. He should add a little bit to say, look, there's a few teaser points I'm going to drop in here. Besides against Jones, that this is why I I believe the Moore story more than these so-called reports of these numerous women who claim that he was after. Him. Now of course the, the the age of consent is 16, and I'm I've stated this on the show that 16, 17, 18 year old girls can date men in their 20s and 30s, and the reason why they're old enough to consent legally, then there's really no problem there. Now this 14 year old, this is a total lie. This young person's story is so anomalous that anybody investigating would know that she was even, in that, that court hearing, by the way, that, that um, where Roy Moore was actually babysitting her for two hours, she was getting custody transferred to her father who lived outside the state. So she wasn't even near there. And the restaurant that they referred to wasn't even open then. And in the, all, the, all the other anomalies of all these other cases, there's so many that wouldn't stack up in court. If you had a court hearing on this right now, just the evidence I've seen so far, Roy Moore is scot-free. And if you're a serial sexual abuser of young women, you're not going to stop, just like all these congressmen that we get in trouble like Conyers. So... Trump's policies should add not just against Jones, which I think is what he's been told to by his daughter and other people. He should actually make some positive statements of these are the legal things that have already come out in anomalies that show graphoanalysis, stories, etc. So, I believe the denial by Moore. He should say, "I believe the denial." Don't just say, "Well, that's what I'm going to let the people of Alabama decide." You have a brain. Say, "I believe the denial." You don't have to say about the women because. If they get in court with Roy Moore, who's a judge and and a good attorney, which I'm sure you will have, these women that are accusing him falsely are going to go to jail. This is real serious stuff.
1: Uh, well, here's so, uh, my thought. Here's my thought. Ahead. I yeah. think that President Trump is very much loved in the state of Alabama. Even right. when he went to Alabama and he talked about um, the NFL protesters and how they should be fired. Uh, he was pushing for Luther Strange, and the audience was tepidly responding with, you know, uh, I guess muted cheers, if you will. So the audience was already understanding, they knew in their hearts and minds. We understand the president's position. He's got to go out there. He's got to support Mitch's candidate. But we know deep down inside in his heart, he wants the real conservative, Roy Moore. And that's why when President Trump said, well, you know, both of these men would be great men for the Senate, he was actually basically saying, even though I'm being forced to support Luther Strange, I really wouldn't mind having Roy Moore, and I would actually support Roy Moore. So I actually disagree. If he went to Alabama and did exactly what you said and talked about the allegations and talked about and poked all the holes that the media refuses to do, and then say, that's why I stand behind Roy Moore, I guarantee you that he would have a groundswell...
2: Okay, you you changed my mind. You changed my mind. I agree with you now. And the reason why I agree with you is I'm worried that if he only campaigned in the sense that he was going to be against the other candidate, I think it would be negative for more. But if he came out and actually made statements about the legal anomalies of the stories that have come out, because what the media are trying to do is skewer him to say, you've got to believe these women, even though they're making accusations. In other words, you're, you're, it's like Napoleonic justice, guilty until proven innocent.
1: Yeah, hard to believe that Jeff Sessions said, there's no reason not to believe these women. That was just uh, a low blow. And that's why I've said he's a horrible attorney general. I would love to see him you know, in a different capacity, maybe out of the uh, White House completely, Maybe doing something else for Alabama. I don't know. But uh, an absolute horrible attorney general. He was a great senator, but a horrible attorney general. I would love to see him replaced.
2: I'm amazed that he got away with those kind of statements.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, not going after Uranium One, not going after the Trump dossier. I mean, come on, what and then allowing the Mueller investigation to continue, I mean it should have been squashed on day one. He should have fired yeah, but Kobe, he, which he did, and then right. fired Mueller the same day or the next well, here, day. Well here's what I
2: here's what I think. Here's the timeline I'm gonna and I see if you agree with me on this. I think after Thursday when he's when Trump has got a kind of conform bill that both Senate and Congress can run through and try to pass. That is going to probably be done before, probably right after, actually the Roy Moore uh, election, and it's going to be a narrow margin. It's the 12th, right? And it's my guess that after that, Sessions is going to get fired probably before Christmas. Uh, and, I hope so. Yeah, and I, I think they didn't want to muddy the waters by trying to have him a write-in candidate at the last minute. Remember now, I think his first name is Jefferson Sessions. So if you don't spell it exactly when you do the write-in candidate, it doesn't the ballot doesn't count. So, they knew that the, right, having people put in Jeff Sessions, his real name has to be correctly, you know, every letter. Jefferson Sessions, or the ballot doesn't count. So, I mean, they would eventually, they would lose to this guy, Doug Jones. So, I don't think the governor will agree, even if the Senate tries to boot him out, to replace him with a alternate candidate, this Republican. I don't think she can herself get away with it, the governor of the state of Alabama.
0: Hello, I'm Mike. Lind-
2: You've changed my mind. If, if Trump campaigns the way you're talking about, I'm absolutely for it. I don't think he's going to do it because I think the internal family optics, his, his daughter and other people in his, in his council around him are advising him, just hit Jones, don't necessarily do overtly support uh, Roy Moore. But I think that's a negative thing because if they try to unseat him in the Congress and the Senate when he comes in, uh, it's very likely that if they don't have them there, they may kill the tax bills because it's that narrow a margin. There's a number of sitting on the fence or want their piece of action in the tax bill, uh, senators, and it's not a, a deal at all from what I can see. It's it's a hair close. So I'm going to err on the side that the tax bill is not going to make it before Christmas, that Roy Moore they're not going to remove, but they're going to try hard. They'll eventually get some things through probably in January. Uh, Next spring I predict that they'll try to impeach Trump But it'll blow back in the Democrats' face Like everything they do because they're idiots Um, My guess is that uh, you're going to see a number of things on the world stage Uh, There will be a trade war with China Because they're not going to do the right things in terms of their economy And they're not going to restrain North Korea So I predict in 2018 we'll have a regional um, nuclear war Between Japan and China and North Korea with America backing them and China is going to get whacked. That's my prediction. My prediction is we're going to have wars and rumors of war, like it says in the Bible. And I believe that next year is not going to be pleasant. I think, being a, a honest pessimist, I see Trump eventually, after 2018, getting enough more seats he can actually have a 60-vote majority in the Senate, start getting some of his things through in actual legislation rather than playing around. I predict also because. When McConnell tries to remove more, he's going to be removed from office. So in 2018, I think uh, Mitch McConnell's gone and Ryan's gone. These guys need to go. Uh, That's my prediction. After 2018, I think between 2018 and 2020, Trump will become more and more liked because his tax bill will show that people actually have more money in their pocket and the economy's coming back. And so the people in the middle range that don't necessarily support Trump because he's a little abrasive are going to say, hey, you know, he's our guy. He gave me more, more money. Because there's nothing like having more money in your pocket to like somebody, even Trump his excess of tweeting so my prediction is Trump is going to come back in power after the 2018 elections and McConnell and Ryan are history and uh, China is going to get whacked with a trade war and the world economy I predict next year is going to have a major hit because when China and America have a trade war the whole world shakes including Europe which is hanging by their fingernails so I predict that next year is going to be a tough financial year. But America and Britain, which are going to make better alliances, I predict you're going to see the British economy do well and Europe go down the toilet. That's my predictions.
1: Sure. Interesting. That's uh, a very rosy picture. Um, I obviously see a much more bleaker. Atmosphere, unfortunately. Well, that, that's actually that's my bleak that's my bleak picture. I'm also predicting. Yeah, well, Mount here, Vesuvius going in. Mount
2: Vesuvius at, going off in Italy and earthquakes in Northern California because they're all preceded Bill, by a lot of evidence.
1: Doctor Bill, if you look at historical trends, the party in power in the midterm elections almost always loses seats and sometimes loses Congress. Now, what I'm saying right now is a couple things. Number one, if they don't get the tax bill done by January 20th of next year, so just in a couple of months and a half or so, uh, it's over for the Republicans. And the reason it is is because they will stop trying to get legislation done because it's too close to the election. You're going to have a a situation of six to eight months where they're just going to be in campaign mode trying to protect things. The Democrats are going to run around saying, look, the Republicans had two years. They didn't do anything. Put us back in control. I'm hearing stories about a blue wave coming even in the states that he won in the Midwest. So again, I don't see this as a very rosy picture. However... When something happens and there's an all-out war, typically Congress and the American people do not change. So, I would like to see if everything else fails, a wag-the-dogs type situation in which in order to save this country and save it from having it being taken over by Democrats that there is actually a confrontation with North Korea, that we can actually take out the North Korean regime and bring stability to the Asian Peninsula. That is something that I would hope that the White House uh, has in their back pocket as a last resort in order to not only keep control of Congress, but to make sure that America does not slide back into socialism as it did for eight years under Barack Obama.
2: Right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think... uh my guess is there is going to be a war next year. There's going to be an economic earthquake that's going to shake most nations. America will do relatively well in Britain, but the rest of the world is going to go down the toilet. And, and I predict next year, 2018, Russia is going to go bankrupt. I predict that China is going to have a major internal revolt. What they did is they just recently shut down uh, Skype and other uh, the Internet with our companies actually collaborating with the Communist Chinese. Yeah. I expect you're going to have a revolution inside China, a more predictive revolution in China than any Muslim or any other country on earth and the young um, members of the party dealing with these 80 year olds are going to off them and take over power and you're going to see a new kind of China that wants to be much more western oriented Uh, right now they're basically ready to blow up uh, you know Japan or Guam uh, because they have multi-tracking in the Communist Party and they think they want to be able to buy our movie theaters and sells popcorn at the same time build islands out in the uh, South China Sea and invade territory of the Philippines even having bomber runs over territory that's in the international waters so it's my guess that China is going to get whacked next year. We are going to have a war, and it will build up Trump because he's a military-type uh, president. And you're going to see the Democrats, in all their attempts to try to take down Trump, they aren't going to have a star, even Oprah. She's not interested, is what I heard. that You're going to see the Democrats blow themselves up because they have no policies that actually are going to make America solvent again, great again, or in any way better again. And as a result, the public basically are going to turn on them. And especially well, if we're in again, a state of war because a, I I, a I, predict, picture. I predict next year we will have war economic chaos worldwide We'll have increased earthquakes in Northern, California and, and uh, Vesuvius and in remote places around the world because earthquakes are increasing dramatically I see the weather getting more and more extreme including major superstorms and cyclones around the world and um, I think Trump
1: don't
2: we'll forget Saudi Arabia and Iran. Right, and what Saudi Arabia and Iran are doing right now is is Saudi Arabia and Iran are teetering on a war. And and that that's real problematic. But to be honest with you, uh, I think that that's going to be withheld because I'm watching this guy Adnan Oktar, who's this guy, the media guy with Turkey, and he wants to bring peace between Sunni and Shiite Islam. He's a kind of a cult leader within Islam and very very well read. He's the most well read author and broadcaster in Islam right now, out of Turkey. And uh, they consider him the Mahdi. In other words, he's going to bring peace between Sunni and Shia Islam. He actually has these media reports where he has these kittens, dolled up uh, female Muslims with you know plastic surgery and everything. It's like a real cult show. It's like watching uh, some you know, rock star coming out in the '70s or '80s or whatever with all these females all dolled up around him. Oh. Um, he's a weird guy, okay. But the thing is, he has a following, and my guess is that. Anybody who can bring peace, even temporarily, between Sunni and Shiite, they're going to grab onto because uh, Israel is hair-trigger ready, and they're not going to tolerate any crap. I mean, if there's any risk at all of Israel, they're just going to nuke the hell out of all the countries around them, including Iran. And, uh, and we can't even stop them, to be honest with you, and we don't want to stop them because uh, Tehran and the western part of Iran around the Bushehr reactor they're going to
1: be blown up. It's, it's, it's in the Bible. I mean, it, You're incorrect, because we actually did stop Israel. We stopped Israel in 2006, May of 2006, when uh, Netanyahu was ready to attack Iran as they were developing their nuclear program, and George W. Bush stopped him at the last minute. And he said, no, don't worry about it. Don't do it right now. I'm working on some things. i got my re-election coming. And all this other stuff. No, I
2: I I, I, I agree. We did it in the past, but I don't think we're going to stop them this time. I think with Donald Trump there, lockstep with uh, with Netanyahu, I have a feeling that if uh, things go off the rails, both Saudi Arabia and Israel are now lockstep with this new prince. And I think if Iran twitches sideways with Hezbollah and going into Lebanon, they're going to get a lot more than they bargained for, aren't they?
1: Oh, they could. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a situation where it blow up uh, between Yemen, and Libya, and Saudi right. Arabia and Jordan, and Egypt and Israel. I mean, it could become a big big, big, big. Yeah, well, it's when when big, big. when
2: when war looks most likely, peace is coming, doesn't it? Sometimes. discussion back and forth. I have a feeling in the next uh, two weeks, you'll see Trump kind of I don't think he'll campaign down in Alabama, but I think he'll make more statements saying he's questioning the validity of the uh, claims against uh, Roy Moore. added to the fact he's supporting him and attacking uh, Doug Jones because he's against all his agenda. Number two, I think uh, that uh, Trump is going to start turning the heat on to the Republican rhinos like Ryan and McConnell. Because he knows really these guys, the skin is off their reptilian hide. And they're actually no longer can play the game that they sort of sort of support Trump. They don't. And I think um, as we go to this uh, vote, probably by the end of the week, early next week, if it does get that far. It's going to be basically getting back for committee a vote that will come in probably between the time when Roy Moore gets elected, which I'm pretty sure he will. Probably the right now the polls have five to eight points ahead, and if there's any bounce for for Jones, it would have been last week when they're really tearing the, the rectum out of uh, uh, of Roy Moore's reputation. So um, I'm going to predict it, number one. Um, that uh, Donald Trump's going to have to do the dance after Roy Moore gets there, and they can't push him out of the Senate. I have a feeling the process will actually remove uh, both Ryan and McConnell next year. And uh, I think they will get their tax bills through, although they need to have some big warts on it. They can't have the overtaxed states and some of these deductions gone. And they uh, apparently 90% of the money over the 10 years is going to go to big super mega corporations, and like that uh, Ron Johnson, I think he says he wants some of the money to go to smaller corporations and mom and pop businesses, rather than just the repatriations of trillions of dollars and super low tax rates. Like the, you know, your personal jet can be a write-off according to some of these stupid rules they still have in these bills. Um, I'm going to predict that they're going to get a bill that's going to have a lot of the warts removed. Um, I'm optimistic, because if they don't, and I then not agree with you, if it doesn't happen by the 20th of January, Trump is done. He will get uh, enough loss of seats in the Senate and House that they will at least in the House try to start impeachment, although if they if he doesn't get enough seats in the Senate, they have to have a majority there. Uh, what will happen is the House will start impeachment proceedings by the spring, and it won't get through, and Trump will be a lame-duck president for the last two years of his presidency. That's sort of the pessimistic side of where I see this going. The optimistic side, I think, that, we, that Trump will get this bill through. He will remove the, uh, the mandate in health care and gradually reconstruct it, which I told him before, they needed to pull it apart in pieces because that's how it was brought in. It was brought in regulatory changes, legal changes which are illegal, just like the subsidy that was by the courts recently. It wasn't Trump that did this. The courts actually said the subsidy that, that uh, Obama shoved through was illegal. So Trump didn't do it, although they really want to blame him. And my guess is that uh, if you look at the pessimistic, optimistic view, I think Trump by 2018, uh, fall, you know, Christmas next year, uh, he will have more power. They'll have probably 60 votes in the Senate or damn close. And uh, I think that the Democrats will be completely destroyed. And maybe that's good because maybe they can rebuild and become a real party of the people because they aren't now. They're so far left now with Elizabeth Warren and these other nutballs that the average American who's just
1: kind of in the center, they can't connect to them at all. The, the party is so far to the left now that if we were just ruled by one party, the Republican Party, the, then freedom would be able to at least go on for the next couple of generations. But the problem is, is that even the Republicans are more to the left than, you know, than they ever were, and they're almost like the Democrats. So really we have like the Labor Party, for the most part, which is the Republican Party uh, in England, is now here. But the bottom line is, the other alternative is so far to the left, it is literally the Communist Marxist Party. So if you're looking at the two parties, it'd be better to have one party rule as the Republicans than it would be to have Democrats. I
2: I know a lot of people think that Bernie Sanders is good. I call him Bernie sander Claus. Do you like that, sander Claus? I do, especially for this time of year. Yeah, he's a nut. I mean, uh, yeah, you might have your heart in the right place if you want to have affordable health care. But if you can't budget out how you're going to do it, you don't reduce the cost, you're out of your mind, boy. And although always a doctor doesn't have the common sense to realize, this is why healthcare went crazy because they didn't budget it properly. So all these deals they've made to the insurance carriers is driving them out of business. They're putting out more money than they're taking in. It's that That's simple, isn't it? It's just, it's, it's, it's called math. It's a killer, but it's called addition and subtraction. And the problem I see is if you don't control malpractice, State licensure, cabals of different doctors fight each other. Doctors charging prices are all well over the map. You can be here in North County, San Diego, and for the same procedure get prices as different as two or three hundred percent for the exact same procedure by the same level of expertise by the same level of specialists. It's nuts. It and you nuts. have malpractice where eighty-five percent of the suits are completely frivolous, and the other fifteen percent, they should have caught the doctors earlier and stopped them from harming patients or killing people. But oftentimes they're so well connected to state licensing boards and get away with murder, literally. Because, you know, politics is corrupt, but in medicine it's corrupt, but there's a, there's a body count,
1: right? Yeah, especially when things, uh, you know, go against uh, the patient. And that's what we have seen time and time again with Obamacare. I mean, it's literally put a third party in between the patient and the doctor. And I think that's the most draconian part of Obamacare, the fact that it does that. Well, they're
2: trying to turn the doctors into white-coated Spitznots officers from East Germany. So what I, what I predict is that piece by piece we'll have three things for health care. We have national system where it will be relatively cheap to buy catastrophic insurance. You know, my wife's a hairdresser, she, because she doesn't accept the Obamacare here in California, she is a, a precluded from buying catastrophic insurance. Isn't that nuts? She can't buy catastrophic insurance, and she's relatively healthy, so the only thing that's going to really shove her into a health situation is like a car accident where her insurance will cover that, or she has a catastrophic medical condition, and she doesn't have catastrophic insurance. Wow. That's crazy. So what? So what totally. number two, then, the intermediate, which is just primary care, they've already had these health cooperatives where you don't have insurance care. You have doctors in local communities where they work out, to say, through the county, That is 40 bucks for uh, an adult and 20 bucks for a child per month, and that's it. Casts, pills, antibiotics, whatever creams you need, they're covered. And that's it. And if you don't use it that month, well, then you pay the 40 bucks for an adult. That's so simple. And then finally, if you want what we call concierge care, you pay for it. If you want concierge care where a doctor comes to your home at 11 o'clock at night, or you want um, to get to jump to the front of the line and have special treatments, You're going to pay for it, but if you have health cooperatives, for example, for wellness, just like we do with our testing through direct labs and others, we can send you the test kit anywhere in America and even have a mobile tech come to your home to draw the blood. So what I see happening is they want to make health care another edge of the totalitarian police state where the mother state always knows everything, and they're the actual parent, not only of the children, but they're turning adults into children under under what I call the nanny state that the Democrats want to instill. You don't have any knowledge about what you want. As a senior, you have to take things like the flu vaccine, which actually has been proved to impair your immune system for years, or take toxic polypharmacy that will kill you, make you demented, or make you blind, impotent, and stupid if you're a male, or end your life quicker. So what I see happening is the healthcare system has reached the point of total rot And as far as I'm concerned, it needs to go away. We need to get rid of state licensing, get rid of malpractice, have mediation only, have the lateral training so doctors, nurses, let's say a medic comes back, they can't ride in an ambulance even though they're doing trauma surgery in the battlefield. What the hell? you got a medic, and I worked with these guys back in in the trauma from Fort Benning, when I did my trauma training back in 1987, first trauma. I did it a dozen times. And I can recertify now with the sheriff. Uh, so I could be a trauma doctor if you know if things went to hell in handcart. You know they actually recruited veterinarians and gave them trauma books of you know human anatomy and pe- people anatomy, so they could do trauma surgery on them because they don't have enough doctors trained in trauma. Oh. Isn't that stupid? know they obviously vets are are smart, but you uh, you don't want to train up doctors and maybe nurses or even just medics who've actually been doing it in the battlefield. This is crazy stuff. And it will control costs, and then every county should have the money. It shouldn't go through the state. It should go directly flow through, and it should be like a VAT or value-added tax. Get rid of insurance completely. Have no insurance. Just have it at the county level. And if you need a test or a genetic test to find out what's wrong with you, you just go in and get it done. It's real simple. It's like, uh, the, the, you know, it's like the ancient and uh, uh, Aaronic priests based in the ancient Israel. You ever had health insurance? Your insurance was to keep the Collins from going into business, so they would take care of you if you're sick. Yeah, I think the wisdom of the ancients needs to be reinstituted in America, and I have a feeling that Trump's going to have, you know, it's going to be, you know, he's like a, he's like the Justice League. Superman is raised from the dead. Trump will come back, and every time they try to take him down, the bullets will bounce off and blow their head off. And I have a feeling. Uh, his philosophy right now is uh, looser, strange, which was bad his support, which is uh, lateral for Roy Moore Roy's going to win and what are they going to do then? they're not going to be able to remove him and it's going to have a very positive effect on the Congress and Senate getting rid of all the sexual impropriety and payoffs, etc. So. Well, he's a choir boy compared
1: to Al Franken and John Conyers
2: <laughs> <Yeah>, Exactly <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, Josh Okay
0: have you... Thank you.